Yo, 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 what's up, baby? Welcome to another episode of Football Without Hesitation. Oz here once again on the mic in the studio in Old Town Salinas. Talking Major League Soccer. Yeah, dude, so it's been a couple weeks. Like I said the last episode, I was just, I'm not going to do them every week. Uh, in the off season. there's just not much happening. All it's going to be a week of me going, well, fucking Quake's going to do shit again. But they did this time. Heck, yeah, look at that. Got fucking signings galore, Holmes. Signings galore. This team is shooting right to the top of the fucking Northern California soccer standings. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, the Quakes uh, did make three signings since uh, the last recording. And uh, the big question when, when I finished recording, I think when the episode came out or maybe the day after, was, was there going to be a lockout? Almeida was getting fucking... He was getting courted by the damn Chileans, possibly. I don't know, maybe not. Um, so yeah, that that's where that's where we last left off. Matias Almeida may be going to Chile. He had said, "Oh, well, there had been some timeline of Thursday. Thursday happened to coincide with the deadline of the MLS and and the Players Association trying to fucking figure out their how they're going to navigate the the COVID financial issue." So we got our answer. We got our answer, and unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, yeah, you, you guys know, if you listened to the last episode, you know how I, I, I stood with the players, and I just felt that the owners had the upper hand, and, and the the players just, again, the, the other side of the league, the players, the, the, the supporter side just isn't strong enough yet financially to be able to put up a, a huge fight, and it, it looked like, yeah, they just... They didn't necessarily give in to the owners' demands, but the owners won that fight. the The owners came in with the upper hand, and they and they won. And basically, what they won was the fact that the collective bargaining agreement will not change for two years. The salaries and everything will continue to go up by two thousand twenty seven. The maximum salary charge is going up to eight hundred eighty three thousand from six hundred twelve, which is again the most a DP can count against your salary cap. The overall budget's going up to 13 million by 2000, by 2027. I mean, so there's that, you know, that it's not a total like, wow, this sucks. Fucking league's not going to grow or anything. No. Okay. It, right now, the, the limit is 9.2 million and that's going to go up to 13 million. That's cool. That and 13 million is going to, that's way different. I mean, it's still a pretty middle level. <laughs> European player, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna uh, improve the league. It, it's so anyway. It's the the growth, the trajectory of the league isn't gonna change. It wasn't going to change unless there was a lockout, extended lockout. Then you know, then something might have happened. But the the owners were were well aware of that dude. This is gonna keep going whether we we throw a ton of money into this now more or just keep spending as we are and. Ultimately, the players were like, fuck, dude, we just want to play. The players were just like, we just want to play. So the current CBA stays in place uh, through 2027. Um, again, another change is in free agency. It used to be players that have that are 24 or older and have, or 25 or older and have five years of MLS experience can be free agents. That's low, getting lowered in 2026 to players that are 24 or older with four years plus of MLS experience. They now have the ability to become free agents. I don't know. The, the league's really overselling that. Like, a, like they fucking are hooking the players up. But the, but the good news is we got, we got MLS. We got soccer back. We, we, we don't have to worry about it. 
I was I was actually really curious to see how because the day this was announced is when is the day that um dude oh my god I'm totally blanking on the on the MLS Extra Time Radio fuck I fucking love that show goddamn <laughs> I fucking love Extra Time Radio and uh, I almost blanked on their name but obviously it's a it's a major league soccer it's a, it's their podcast you know so I was curious because it's it's pretty controversial thing to be you know to tell to say honestly what you think of this and i was like dude are these dudes really gonna go in on a fucking 10 15 minute conversation about who won who lost did the players you know get what what they deserved and they did not (laughs) i don't know if that was a a conscious decision or they were direct you know again or i mean directed by the the front office themselves or they just discussed it off air to say hey man it's not our job to get into that kind of politic but i i was curious because i I genuinely wanted to know their opinion that these dudes they they know more about major league soccer than just about anybody they i mean at least they talk about it more than anybody so they maybe i don't know i didn't honestly didn't check maybe in their own personal blogs or something they they wrote their opinion but I don't know. It would have been nice to hear on Extra Time Radio, but they just kind of celebrated it, and I I agree. Fuck it. I'm I'm you know I'm with them. I'm celebrating the fact that soccer is coming back. Major League Soccer will be back on April seventeenth. April seventeenth. Everything gets going again. Four little just under four weeks away. Actually, this is uh, February eighteenth as I'm recording. Just under a month away from the start of the Major League Soccer season. Conca Champions League um, starts actually on the that's gonna be fucking tough, man. Um, uh, you know, a couple weeks before the MLS season starts, uh, Conca Champions gets going, and that that's always tough for the MLS teams. But no fucking excuses, dude. No excuses. Show that this league has improved. Show have a good showing at Champions League. It's getting more excited. The better the teams are on in Mexico and anywhere in Concacaf the more exciting that tournament is and it's already fun it's fun as it is it's only getting better so yeah so all right no lockout baby mls is coming back uh real quick before i move on to the the whole signings and talking who they who the quakes got and what's going on uh i was reading uh, uh, jeff reuter is it reuter yeah jeff reuter let's go with that he had an article uh on the athletic about americans who are the next americans to go all of a sudden what the fuck dude i mean come on uh that uh major league soccer actually also had a a little blurb of course they were they made to, to point out that i think that major league soccer or the united states at least had the fourth fourth highest transfer total in the in the winter transfer period american players are going to to europe a lot and they're getting paid a lot more to do it and it's fucking exciting it's so cool to see because not only are american players going through which means the national team has the chance to get stronger to compete on a higher level it makes major league soccer better it makes it more noticed on the world stage and and then it'll continue to attract these the south american talent that it's currently doing and and be that gateway to europe be you know you come as a young kid that has potential show that you can come play in major league soccer show that you could deal with the 6,000 mile fucking cross country trips, the fucking 4,000 foot altitude in Denver or, or in Colorado, where the fuck, where's the actual city? Denver? And then 
Go off to Europe. Make a ton of money. Have a dope house. Buy a, a sports car. So yeah, that, that's why I fucking I love that that's happening. And I love that, that people are talking about it. And like, look, dude, keep clowning it. Keep Keep talking shit. Keep talking shit. Keep clowning the fucking league. Keep clowning Major League Soccer. Major League Soccer has just been the quiet person in, in the fucking corner just doing their homework. And at the end of the year, their fucking project's going to be amazing. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. I just I just bitched them out for the first five, six, seven minutes of the show. But it, it was cool, man. It was cool to, to see, to read that article. It was a great article. Again, The Athletic is is. I know people have their complaints as well. I mean, they don't write shit about the quakes. The only reason I'm bringing them up is because they mentioned the quakes in this article. But that's so fucking rare. But you got to support it, dude. It's fucking, it's, it's difficult. But we, we got to support whatever uh, American soccer journalism is out there because people are busting their ass. Yeah, so anyway, Jeff Reuters article here, and I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. If everybody had Spanish last names, I think I'd be I'd do a much better job. But in this article... He mentions two quakes, man. He mentions two quakes. One, Jackson Yule, which I think I've even mentioned it on this show. So, uh, not that not trying to compare myself, my my knowledge to to Jeff here, but it's just it seems inevitable. He seems to have the skills, right? Like he seems to have been going on that trajectory. He's twenty three now, again almost twenty four. Jackson Yule looks like he's the one that 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 is capable. He just turned twenty three last month, so. Yeah, he's still, you know, still really young. He's he's got that fuck. He's got that pass. Yeah, so that that one, I I hope. I I don't know how the front office works. I don't know how their connections are. I don't know if they're talking to anybody. I don't even know if that's that's on their radar. And we'll get a little bit into that too on this, this later on in this episode of of where their head is. Uh, but that'd be cool. That, then that'd be a great way. I don't know if the owner or whoever the fuck makes the decisions needs to see that that if you're active in the ownership or if you have a, if you give the front office the ability to go out and and find these players that you can actually turn a nice profit. Philadelphia does not have to pay for at least one year of their academy. I mean, they could do whatever they want, but they could theoretically not pay for a year of their academy because of one fucking transfer. And these are still low-level shit. They, 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 they're still a higher ceiling. Yeah, so hopefully the Quakes, someone in the Quakes is trying to get the attention of the people that, that make those decisions. And uh, another person that they mentioned in there, which I thought was pretty cool, fucking Kate Cowell. That was, I mean, people out here in San Jose, and a little bit on the national level, because he's been mentioned, speaking of extra time, they've mentioned him uh, several times. Um, yeah, dude, he looks like this raw talent. He looks like he's got the fucking, the stuff, you know? But, um, again, he's right. He still can't really, his finish isn't quite there yet. A couple more years, three more years here in Major League Soccer. I mean, fuck, this may very well, you know, you may have one or two only left with Almeida. But, I don't know, whoever comes in next. You know, two or three more years, finish, find that finish, find that finesse. You know, fit, work on, on the, the game and then off to Europe. See what you can do. Show it off. Show them that San Jose can produce fucking world-class players. So that was cool, man. Go check it out. If you have a subscription to The Athletic, it's a great article. And if you don't and you've been thinking about it, I would suggest it. It's pretty cool. that they Again, it's not as 
often as you would like. I don't, you know, but the fucking the writing's top notch. The researching is top notch. It's it's high quality shit, man. Doesn't get better in Major League Soccer. Well, all right, let's get into the real shit. Let's get into the real topic, which is the signings, the people that are going to come in and change the fucking trajectory. I was going to try to think of a different word because I said trajectory earlier, I think. I haven't eaten, man. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm going to cut this one short because I haven't eaten all day. I'm running off like two fucking spoonfuls of peanut butter and coffee. That is, that's not healthy. <laughs> So I want to finish this and go get a beer because that is healthy. No, just kidding. I mean, I'm going to get a beer, but because I have to get food. Get some food. I mean, if you're waiting for the pizza, you can't wait there and not do anything like like a schlub. Get yourself a beer. Busy up your hands. So anyway, the Quakes made three fucking signings. Three signings are going to change the whole thing. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. One of them is a really solid signing. The other two are are more question marks just because I'm not really familiar with them. But uh, the very first one, the bigger name one is Eric Remedy, not Remedy, Remedy from Atlanta United defensive mid major league soccer experience. Quake signing from someone in major league soccer. What the fuck? Maybe that's the, this is it, dude. This is the turning of the page. Like They're going to they're going to change it all. I've all this is one thing I've mentioned several times for sure on this podcast is Judson played outrageous last season and I don't see that changing except if there's an injury and without Judson without Jackson Ewell without those two guys in the fucking midfield fuck that that you know those seven ones and shit. I I bet if you go to one some of those big blowouts, a couple of them are missing one of those two key pieces, either Judson or Ewell in the in the defensive side of the midfield. And the Quakes recognize that they recognize this season is going to be madness, madness with freaking the FIFA calendar is just packed. U.S. Open Cup is coming back. It's yeah, it's it's gonna be crazy. So that you need some depth there. It's it's so obvious that the, the, nothing is possible. Nothing can be built. That is the foundation from which the whole offensive system is built, and they are the rock of the defense in that sense too. So you you needed help. You needed to to protect Judson and, and Ewell, and they went out and got got Remedy. Again, he's our Argentinian part of this whole. Basically, if you've ever touched Ein Mele in your career, you have a very, very good opportunity to come play for the San Jose Earthquakes at the moment. So keep that in mind, anybody. And I, I don't care. I don't mind it. I don't give a fuck. He's saying, dude, give me players that I trust, that I know can can play how I want them to play, and, and let's see how far I can take this fucking team. They, they, you, we've seen what this team doesn't do. You don't want to face the San Jose Earthquakes in a do or die match. They played the they, the the Sporting Kansas City. They played Sporting Kansas City to fucking penalties. In in, in they had like a what, negative thirteen goal differential during the regular fucking season, and and they played Sporting Kansas City like they were ready to compete for the Western Conference Championship. It was fucking nuts. This this is not a team you want to play when when all the chips are down, and and I think I don't know 
if Almeida's convincing him that or if he's just doing knows that and is just saying, hey, these are the players I want. I love that that's the that again that that these these signings they just make they they make total sense. It's that's that's like the tra- quakes aren't very transparent, but that's where it's transparent. And that's why I said there's no fucking secret to Almeida. The man marking system, everyone wants to talk about it like is this fucking mythic thing. There's nothing there's nothing strange about what I mean there is an, it's a, a unorthodox style, but it it's soccer. It's soccer in a really pure sense. It's it's a fun soccer. It's the soccer that you played in the schoolyard, being played by professional players at the highest caliber, and it, it's fucking exciting. Yeah, so so I love that that there's a again a, a thought behind it, and there's a plan. That look, w- without this piece on the on the pitch, we can't do anything else that we want. So we need to make sure that at the least this this piece is solidly put. And, and again, Ramelli isn't some fucking just some off the shelf person that you know that just fits that position. He's fucking he's good. He's very capable to play that position. Play for Atlanta United in the, anyway. That that's that's easily the m- more exciting signing. And then also the the offense. As competitive as the team is when it when it has a good defensive match, it still fails to put away lesser quote unquote teams easy. And um there's a lot of times where they, they they'll again, they'll outshoot an opponent fucking seventeen to three, but they'll win one to nothing. Or they'll draw. And you you, you can't have that. You can't have that so the Quakes the Quakes are, are hoping for magic. I mean, no disrespect to Kikanovic. Come on. I mean, first of all, that's just a great fucking soccer name. If you're going to have, if you have Kika in your name, I'm already, so Benji Kikanovic from Reno 1868 FC, the now defunct Reno 1868 FC. That's fucking sad. Uh, right forward forward, 21 years old from San Jose, dude, born in San Jose, hometown in Sacramento. Uh, one year option with options all the way up to 2024 and and yeah he had two goals and 13 appearances for Reno in 2020 i mean you can't fucking you can't nah, you can't take too much from that the, he's tall 61 175 he's a you know his highlight reel again you see this big fast dude it's exciting you know you see this guy like holy fuck the defender you know defender's going to scared of that but but again he's coming from Reno uh, which is uh, USL championships fucking good. It's getting much better, but it, it's it's not the the proven MLS experience of what Romelli brings. And, again, and teams just keep getting better. Uh, I know very little, so that's why I don't want to be like, ah, some 21-year-old from Reno. Nah, next. Fuck, dude. So, so you know how many people said that shit about Chris Wondolowski? A lot. A lot. And now he stands on all their fucking corpses. Oops. Sorry, that got kind of dark. Okay, he stands on all their shoulders. They're all still alive and happy. <laughs> but Benji Kikanovic, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Right, I mean, twenty-one-year-old forward that has he's got sl- smooth moves, man. If you see again, if you see that highlight reel, I'm excited. If the dude, if the dude could score six fucking goals in the season, you're you're one of the highest goal scorers on the team already. So. You and not that you got a low bar, but you you got potential. 
You know, actually, now that I think about it, dude, he when I was looking at that highlight reel, I don't know why I didn't put it together, but he that reminded me a lot of Hoosen. He had a lot of of the you know Hoosen was he looked pretty on the on the pitch, you know, not just because he had great hair and shit, but his he just looked buttery, you know, when he has the ball in his feet and he was always just fucking half step too far or too close and it just never worked for Hoosen. But I mean seeing the the highlight reel there, that that's a very similar type player. Maybe they're maybe they're like, fuck dude, Hoosen is the type of player we wanted. It just didn't fucking work. Find us another one that plays like that and maybe it will work. I mean with those options up until twenty twenty four, it looks like they're trying to give this guy kind of a good a good leash there to do it. Um also, the the biggest loss of the off season on the Quakes roster was Nick Lima. That that was you know, and again, no, just dude, it's so crazy. Fucking, they released on uh, again MLS. Who the fuck was it? One of the, one of the three from MLSsoccer.com, and they they released was it Matt Doyle? Might have been Matt Doyle. He released his uh, preliminary Austin roster, and there's three fucking Quakes starting. <laughs> three ex Quakes. Fuck, dude. I don't know, man. When you look at the players over the years that have left and gone on to great successes and how many MLS Cups have gone through San Jose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got all defeated right there. But damn, it just gets real. Uh, yeah. So you have Andrew Tarbell, Nick Lima, and Danny Hoosen all on the, again, I don't know if it was Doyle's projected Austin starting roster. And he was like, it's a pretty good roster right here already. I'm just like, fucking Fuck you, man. <laughs> shit hurts. It's just 30% quakes. Uh, fucking Texas, dude. Why does Texas love to take quakes players? The fucking Bay Area to Texas. What? What is it? Why, why, does it? why do people get from the Bay Area get so attracted to fucking Texas? They like big hats. They like to freeze. Actually, man, that's fucked up. Shout out. Man, that's... Really quick tangent. I know I'm getting a lot of tangents, but right now we're, we're hearing all them news about Texas all frozen and shit. And half of the people, all they can do is just make fun of them. Like, what the fuck? That's fucked up. Those are Americans, dude. Those are Americans in need of help. I don't give a fuck if they're loud or, or assholes or whatever. And it's Texas, dog. They're Texas. We've known that. They've been trying to secede since the, before they were part of the goddamn country. Like, <laughs> that's what they do. But they're still American, dog. We can't just leave them, literally leave them out in the fucking cold. I mean, you fucking, you disconnected your grid from the national one, so we can't help you there. But, but yeah, everyone just clowning. Like, almost, it seems like almost giddy happy. People are suffering, dude. That's fucked up. Anyway, get warmer, Texas. And right back into this. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to fucking do that, but it just blew my mind that. It's just so many people, it's just, it was like a joke. And I was like, what the, dude, that's fucking people. Like, it's not just people that don't think politically like you. It was a lot of people that think like you and a lot of children, a lot of older people, a lot of people in need. And you fucking, you're including all of them too. Anyway, so uh, getting back to the Quakes' losses to Texas. Nick Lima was the biggest loss. Nick Lima was a really good player. Nick Lima's a fucking workhorse. Austin got themselves a good one. I don't know him very well, but again, he looked like this little country dude. Well, I mean, he was from Castro Valley, so he was, he was like a cafeteria country. Can we say that? So he might like Texas. I think he's going to you know, dig it over there. He probably, you know, if he really enjoys the city, 
he's already a great player. I don't know. Maybe he'll be the first one to get go out to Europe finally out of out of Austin. So, so the Quakes needed a right back. That was a huge hole that was left. And and, and I mean, the, they didn't come out and say that that wasn't, but that was so obvious. And so the Quakes went out and got themselves Luciano Abecasis. Right? Abecasis. Luciano Abecasis. What do they say? Abecasis? That's Abecasis, way. Uh, all right. So Luciano Abecasis, a 30 year old Argentinian right back. Sounds good, baby. And uh, he last played in Paraguay for Club Libertad. And it's a one year contract with a, an, an option to sign for another year. Those two one-year ones for Benji and Luciano, I don't know. I just get the feeling. I don't, actually, how much was Eric's? I don't know if Eric's was more more than a year, but I just get the feeling that it's that it's Almeida saying, "Look, dude, you got me one more year. What do you want? What do you want me to do? This is this is what I would like. These or these are guys that I know. If you can get any of these guys, bring them on, and we'll fucking we'll rock and roll. But you got me for one more year. I'm not too happy. I'm not. I'm not going to stay. I'm not going to do that other option." That's me reading between the lines, dude. And the reason, the reason why I ah, shit, it, it, you have to read between the lines. The San Jose Earthquakes are not a very open team, and uh, I don't think that's unique to the San Jose Earthquakes. I think most teams trying to kind of hide what they're doing from reading press releases over the years. I guess maybe that's what it is. I mean, I just read too many press releases, but I'm sure there's a formula. I'm sure Jesse, if you were to sit with him, he you can get more out of him. But it's this last, at least this last year for sure, year and a half, it just seems like Jesse's interviews or what he says about the players is just like phoning it in. He used to, I mean, you could go back to, to when the Quakes first got Almeida and they were making signings. He talks so glowingly about about why we got this player, where he fits in. Anyway, well, check this out. Okay, so this is when the Quakes, when the Quakes signed Oswaldo Alanis. Th- this was part part of Fiorinelli's statement. He's a, a gentleman as a person. He's a gentleman as a person and a winner as a player. Over the past eighteen months, we've been patiently awaiting the right window of opportunity to work with him. And when it presented itself, all of us felt the time to get it done is now. We're fortunate to be able to reinforce our team with a left-footed center back that possesses his game intelligence, defensive qualities, and a wealth of national playing at the highest levels for both Chivas and the Mexico national team. And then when they signed Judson, this is also part only part of what he said had to say about Judson. I think the most valuable input we received was from Matias himself, who played the position at a high level and understands its importance at the heart of our game. He was looking for a player with distinct qualities and Judson's ball recovery skills and leadership fit the desired profile. Which I find interesting because it like look at that. I made I hit that one on the head. Can can first of all can we give him credit? But but he's he's saying that this is why we sign this guy. This is what he does well, and this is why we want him. And then you contrast it to three of the, of the the latest signings, dude. And and see if you find a if see if you hear a pattern. Okay, he, he, see if, if Jesse is is doing something differently now. So this is about the the Kikovic signing. Benji has been on our radar for several years, and we're happy he'll be joining the first team. And uh, this is Fiorinelli about the Remedi signing. 
Eric is a player we followed for many years, and we're excited how now he'll be representing San Jose in a key position of need. Um, when they signed trophies, what did he, uh, Pierinelli had to say, we have followed Eduardo for two years and he is as excited to come to San Jose as we are to bring him. Let's go back. All right. Let's go. Let's go even farther back. Okay. There's three more recent ones. Maybe something happened. Let's go back when they signed Tanner Beeson. Tanner Beeson, this is actually, they, they drafted him. This is when they drafted Tanner and said, we have followed Tanner for several years and we're pleasantly surprised to see him still available at number 12. Dude. <laughs> The fuck out of here every single one of those last four are are generic what i mean i this again this could be the the quakes don't have the same person writing the the articles internally maybe the person that does the press releases are different maybe you, i don't know maybe maybe jesse just doesn't want to give up too much all of a sudden that that the quakes are now a little bit more contending I don't know, but it, it just, it just, I don't know. It's just such an interesting tone. And I'm just reading words, of course. Very little of this was videos. It just seems so like we've been following this player for several years now. We're excited. He's excited. Really? That's all you got to say? That's the big fucking hoopla? And then you're going to come out with your one-minute video when you're in your dark one-minute video. San Jose is such a sunny city, and all their videos are very dark. <laughs> they love their shadow play somebody in in the video department loves they're like bro this fucking plugin was four hundred dollars i gotta justify this shit <laughs> this after effects plugin costs hella money dog <laughs> just kidding i mean they're great videos they're fucking amazingly done i i, I love them but they all kind of have a very similar tone though uh, but and speaking of similar tones, I Fiorinelli for the last eighteen months have had a similar tone. I don't know, maybe just dude. I'm only uh, what is it, Marshawn Lynch in it? You know, I'm only doing this so I don't get fucking fined. I don't know. It's just interesting to me. But like I said, I got to get some food, so I got to get out of here. What do you think? Which one of these three players is going to be the, the greatest, the biggest addition, or is going to contribute the most in 2021? I. I'm Benji, dude. Benji's going to score four goals. He's going to blow our mind. He's going to score between four and six goals. We're going to be like, what the fuck is this guy? Wando, dude, Wando's going to get in his ear and he's going to be like, look, homie, nobody believes in you. And I know better than anybody what the fuck that feels like. This is what I did to overcome it. This is what I did to become the greatest goal scorer in Major League Soccer history. Here's my advice. That's fucking exciting. So I think with that talent and with that behind you, we can look forward to at least four, maybe more. I mean, I don't know how many minutes he's playing. I, I hope that's not. I'll take four goals. So I'm thinking I'm calling four to six goals for ben Benji Kika in the goal, Vic. That was terrible. I get it. It's cool. That's not That's not what I do well. Well, Chris Berman fucking nickname. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll do this every two weeks still. Do this every two weeks until March. How about that? Oh, wait. I said this league starts in four weeks. What am I talking about? The league starts in two months. I really need to eat some food. I was all excited here. All right. Yeah, we'll keep doing this 
every two weeks for the next two months until the season starts, and then we'll get back on the weekly. I mean, we'll probably start weekly, maybe when CONCACAF, when CONCACAF gets going. But for now, we'll do this every two weeks. So I will see you in two weeks. Thanks again for listening. This is Football Without Hesitation. We'll catch y'all later. Peace.